Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going on this hot Monday morning? Well, we're hot. We went to sleep hot. We woke up hot. It's hot. Uh, Otherwise, good, though. I had all my kids home Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. We actually called them home for a family work weekend. And I've I've like hesitated to do that in the past. I don't know why it feels weird to tell adults what to do, you know, but at the same time, like help you if you need help. I mean, we needed some help. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly Scott needed help with some outside stuff that sure I can't help with. And anyway, it was really nice. Uh, We knocked a ton of stuff off our list and did a bunch of great, uh, some, some good improvements to our house and yeah. Besides, had a lot of fun, and it was just great. Yeah. Good. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Plus, uh, Matt's still here, so yeah, they are good kids. Yeah. We're going to have a girls' night tonight. We're going to uh, our favorite Indian restaurant and then to the Barbie movie, so. I can't wait for the Barbie movie. I'm hearing so much about the Barbie movie. are killing me. Yeah, me too. The way they've swapped the way genders are treated. Uh, yeah. I'm here for it. Really interesting. So, yeah, I am super excited. So, overall, I really have nothing to complain about. Also, we are T-minus six days now from the Lori Vallow sentencing. I mean, it is a week from today, but it will have happened by now. So, that's why I'm saying it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's time to sentence Lori Vallow, guys. It is. I can't believe it. You know, I keep thinking about it. Like, I can't believe it's only next Monday. Like, it's. Yeah. So here's how we intend for this to play out. Now, listen, (laughs) all bets are off, but this is our plan. It is streamed and we are going to live stream it here on this channel. We won't be here. Scott's going to stream it for us. Um, I seriously doubt you ever see his smiling face on camera. But we'll see. Who knows? He, he might surprise me. Uh, but <laughs> he's going to stream it. So it will stream here on the channel so you guys can watch it. It is our very best intention to be there. Since we yes. didn't get to be there live for any of the trial, we felt like this would really be our moment to get to really attend in person. We've attended so many of her hearings. We want to be there. Right. Uh, it is going to be, it's a crapshoot because that uh, that courtroom is very small. Unless they do this in a bigger one, I don't know. Maybe every courtroom, but yeah, every hearing we've been in has been in the same courtroom, and it's not very big. And they're Mm -hmm. just saying it's first come, first serve. Um, I know it's ridiculous. We're gonna have to battle people in the street. I wish we had it in to just get a ticket, but that's not the way it works. So no, there there's only one court photographer that has an in. 
and yes. everyone else is first come first serve. Yep. The rest of us are just going to have to fight it out. So I thought we should get there around six or seven to wait in line. Mars is trying to tell me we have to be there at four. Four. I don't, I think seven will be good. Really. I do too. I, do. I hope if we can't get in at seven, I just don't know. They won't even open the doors to the courthouse until eight, eight thirty. But they may be passing out tickets that are, you know, like these little cards. That's what they've done in the past. Um, so it's my full intention to bring my chair because I can't stand for hours like that. There's no possible way. Bring my chair and wait in line. And that's that's the plan. Getting a ticket. Yeah. If for some reason we don't get a ticket, we'll come home and we'll live it with you. So yeah. one way or another, you're going to see it and we're going to see it. It just yeah. we'll see what happens. I yeah, I don't know what else to say. I, I feel like we, <laughs> I should not say this because we don't, but I feel like we deserve to be there. <laughs> we have covered oh. the bejesus out of this case by God. Um, we have. We it does kind of feel like just for our own like completion. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, law, I mean, law definitely deserves to be there. Of course, oh. the family deserves to be there above anything else. And by God, Lori deserves to be there. <laughs> See you soon, mm -hmm. Lori. Uh, but we don't deserve to be there. We just really, really want to be and, and feel like we we've in our own minds earned our stripes. So, <laughs> right. You know, and you know, we don't own this case and if we don't get in, it won't be the worst thing that ever happened, no. but we're certainly going to do our very best. Yeah. So it, it will be us, two of us, Aunt Sue and Mars. I think all four of us are going to try and get in together. So we'll see. It's going to be a media circus. It is going to be a wild day, but mm -hmm. we'll, I'm just excited for it. One way or the other, we finally get some completion with her. Yes. And I know it's not the only trial and, you know, I know all that stuff, but it will yep. feel like some resolution. Yeah. And, and then we'll immediately see her. what uh, mm -hmm. Arizona is going to do. Because they're saying as soon as she is sentenced in Idaho, they are coming for her. So that's going to be interesting. Yep. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, and if we do get in, we will probably do a second live later to talk oh. about being in the room and what we observed and stuff oh yeah a thousand percent yes yeah definitely as long as we get in ahead of nancy grace that's all i care i don't God know if she's coming. yeah hopefully she's not but <laughs> i don't but, like yeah. nancy grace um, i mean i i think that me. local news local podcasters should have priority we live me here too. come on anyway all right. Well, with that. Well, on that soapbox. Yeah, I know. Uh, you're going to kick it off with a little WTF news. Uh -huh. Are you familiar with the Facebook trend called, Are We Dating the Same Guy? Yeah, I've seen those groups. Yes. So there are Facebook groups all over the place called are we dating the same guy you can find them in your area your state i promise somebody has built it there's mm -hmm. a, there's are we dating the same guy southeast idaho are we dating the same guy byu idaho are we dating oh, wow valley uh i had learned about these groups a while back because my daughter showed me the one for the boise area that she thought was hilarious because the same guys just keep popping up and yeah. they're not winners and then reading the comments like multiple women who have children with them, who have had run-ins with them and whatever. Like, it's a pretty brilliant red flag system. Well, recently in Virginia Beach, 
uh, Virginia, there was a woman who posted in one of those groups. And she, her name is Christina Wang. And Christina had posted, are we dating the same guy, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Newport News area. She posted a picture of her husband that was actually a screenshot from his Bumble. Uh, because obviously, well, dating sites. well, kind of, we'll get there. Uh, so she had posted that in this group, uh, along with an explanation that, uh, this is my husband, Calvin. If you see him on this app or any others, please know that he is married and let me know if he matches slash chats with you. And then, of course, women were supporting her and like, hey, you're beautiful. Move on. Make it cost yeah. him everything. You know, you you can do better than this stuff. <laughs> the next comment, she just got arrested for second degree murder. Yeah. Well, she did. So two days after this was posted a little bit more of it. Uh, Christina went to his house. That's right. His house. Because mm. back in 2022, around May, he was taking out the garbage. Calvin was taking out the trash. They've been married since 2017, by the way, and have one child. And in 2022, he was taking out the trash and discovered a pregnancy test in the trash. What she thought was weird because um, they hadn't been intimate in quite a long time. There were a lot of issues in this marriage. Oh, then he went upstairs and he searched through her stuff a little bit and discovered a whole bunch of pregnancy tests, some used, some not, and a bunch of condoms, some used, some not. And Ew. yeah, I don't get that. You <laughs> but at any rate, though he confronted her, they had a horrible screaming match in the street. And he was screaming at her that you've been cheating. And she was screaming, someone help me. He's threatening me with a gun. Uh, so the police were called. And that was kind of the first incident. Two months later, he filed for divorce and moved out to a different uh, townhome complex. He's in the military there in Virginia mm -hmm. Beach. And, you know, that's the last thing he wants is to get in trouble with the law, you know? Right. So they've actually been living apart ever since. She has remained in their home and he's been living separately. So they've actually wow. been separated for about a year. It's, mm -hmm. Their divorce isn't final yet. But uh, so she sees him showing up on dating apps. I'm going to assume because she was on them too. Uh, yeah. And goes to his apartment. Apparently she recorded the entire altercation. We haven't oh. seen that, but that's what I, or is being reported is that she recorded the entire altercation where she, they had a screaming fight. She accused him of cheating. She slapped him in the face and then he told her she had to leave. She wasn't allowed to be there anymore. And she pulled a gun out of her purse and shot him in the stomach and in the head. Oh my God. And left. And that was on the 15th and his body wasn't discovered until the 17th. So she just let him lay dead in his apartment for two days. And weren't those posts also on the 15th? No, they were two days before. Oh, they were two. They, they were two days before she shot him or two days before he was found. Well, that's a good question. Actually, I they're saying two days before they... the altercation, but maybe it was the same day, just two days after before they found him. It could be. Yeah. 
That was one thing I had read, but. Gina. Now ruined her life. Killed her to be ex-husband and ruined the life of her child. Now is going to have no parents. Oh my God. Is the crime scene. Wow. Now been charged obviously with second degree murder. And yeah, it's really sad. And they have video of it that she took. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the arrest warrant claims that she admits to the whole thing and references the video. Yikes. So that is wild. Her attorney filed a plea document that says that the plaintiff has, oh, this was in the divorce uh, fight. Her attorney had claimed that plaintiff has condoned defendant's adulterous acts, thus plaintiff cannot use adultery as grounds for divorce. So she can cheat, but he can't, apparently. I I just don't think it's surprising Mm -hmm. after they've separated for a year that he was on a dating app. No. I mean, if they were headed toward divorce and that was the plan and that was clearly his intention. Mm-hmm. God, that's in, horrifying. In Channel 6 News uh, article, and I'll, I'll link it to the uh, in our show notes, something kind of interesting was said. This is from Olivia Smithberger. She's the executive director of uh, a domestic violence shelter in Virginia Beach. She said, it's heartbreaking to hear things like this, especially knowing there are resources and there are ways this could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Then she said, as the temperatures rise, so does the temperament of those that may be in relationships that are not going well. So we start start to see an escalation in calls in the need of services. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But as it gets hotter, people get more pissed off and domestic violence gets worse. Yeah. I remember uh, when I worked in domestic violence that that was a known thing that in the middle of summer when it got hot, mm-hmm. we knew we were going to get busy. Yeah. Also, she had provided a resource that I think is important for anyone to hear, and that is that in order to access the National Domestic Violence Helpline, all you have to do is text START. Yeah. The way text that the they're start. able to doing that now is amazing. Oh, you text start to 88788. Sorry. And all oh, you have to do is just. Thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Text so start. basically the number, it in numbers and then it in letters. Yep. And then someone will contact you and help you start getting some resources and figure out what to do. So I thought that was brilliant and important to share. So it we'll is. keep an eye on this case. It looks to me like it's probably going to be pretty open and shut considering that she videoed it and uh, admitted to it. And I also want to make clear, there's no indication that he was abusive towards her, except for the fight they had in the street when he discovered she'd been cheating. But that seemed to be kind of a mutual thing. Uh, so what, I want to make that clear. We're not victim shaming here. That's not going to be happening. But no, at any no, rate, not at all. before things get to this point, get some help and get the hell out. Yeah, there's so many resources for yeah. domestic violence now and... But there's still such a stigma for men. I mean, I think this is right. a great I mean, example of we need to remember. To be a batterer. Yeah. Yeah. Women can be batterers. Men can be victims. That is very real. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this appears to be that, which yeah, is really, sure. really unfortunate. Yeah. 
It is. But also, for a good time, go find that Facebook group as it relates to your area. It'll be eye-opening. Lord. <laughs> and interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so before we uh, switch on over to our main case, we wanted to talk about a product that we have been trying and introduce it to you guys because we're pretty sold. We're, we're pretty interested. It is called Magic Mind. This is what it looks like. Just a little bottle. You drink a bottle of this every day, like in the morning. I've just been doing it in the morning when I take my meds. And mm. it's supposed to help give you more energy, sharpen you up, like give you that extra focus, focus. attention, which is why we were uh, compelled because we both are quite ADD and have a hell of a time with focus and attention. <laughs> and I'm amazed. I am truly amazed. The first day that I took it, I accomplished three times that I in a day that I normally do. Right. And have felt good. So I've been on it for several days now and I'm just continuing to find more reasons why I like it. Physical mm -hmm. energy has been better for sure. But yes, focus, uh, being able to find that missing word that I'm frequently at a loss oh. for has been better. Yeah, that I've noticed that as well. And just the ability to attend to something for yeah. longer without getting distracted, which I am the queen of distraction. Me too. Me too. Uh, but I also want to tell you guys about the taste because I was scared when I saw it. This green drink mm -hmm. stuff. I don't like green drinks. I do not like uh, none of nothing about the way this looks uh, made me want to put it in my mouth. <laughs> I'm Agreed. Really weird Matcha? Stuff. Not my thing. No. And I'm just. Oh God, I was ready. I had a chaser ready because I thought. This <laughs> so did I. That's me. so funny. And my daughters watched me do it because they thought I was going to retch, uh, which is <laughs> really normal for me. Uh, I did not. It doesn't taste bad at all. It's also just one swallow. It's not a lot. It's not like you have to kill yourself trying to get it down. It's right. kind of sweet. It does not have that hay taste that I think matcha or alfalfa -y taste that matcha kind of does. Mm -hmm. It's good. I could a actually drink citrusy. a much larger portion of this and not uh, lose my mind. So don't be Me weirded too, out yeah. by the color. The matcha is just a part of the, you know, it's a part of why it's great, why it works. But yeah. I wanted to point that out because if you guys are like me, this, the color, the green drinky stuff is, is off-putting. Don't be worried. It's not bad at all. And in it fact, isn't. I didn't think it was bad. It's fine. No, I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, and so it has matcha for energy. It has adaptogens to help you relax, nootropics to keep you focused, and then some other things for immunity. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because it, it's for energy, but it's also relaxing. It is not, right. does not make you jittery. Oh, no. You know, doesn't make you shaky. Like if you drank 10 cops of coffee, you know, oh, and a lot of these drinks. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these uh, like energy and focus drinks do that. I can't mm -hmm. handle most of them because of the jittery anxious feeling you don't get that oh, at all yeah. you actually feel more relaxed mm -hmm. which makes it easier to get things done and stay focused it's really mm -hmm. great yeah yeah for sure i know i'm curious i, I i'm i'm sold I, I think it's great and again i focus honestly since i lost my thyroid several years ago to a, a tumor i have felt like i just could not get my shit together i couldn't focus no. i just couldn't quite get there and i'm i'm really encouraged yeah, I am too. So our friends at Magic Mind have hooked us up. 
there is a link on the screen if you are watching, but the link will also be in our show notes that you get 20% off if you want to give it a shot. But if you're one of those scattered brain, tired all the time, can't focus and get your shit together, I'm telling mm -hmm. you, this stuff works. Start 12 projects and finish none of them. Yeah. <laughs> guilty, guilty, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Awesome. So give it a go and let us know what you think. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Comment on YouTube or on uh, Spotify or in our group or wherever, check it out. We'll be sharing this link in other places too, um, oh, yeah. but it'll always be in the show notes when we talk mm -hmm. about it. So that way you, sure. you can check it out. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm going to kick the mic over to you for our main case. Yeah. If you can believe it, another serial killer has just been arrested. That makes four in two or three weeks. There was the, the guy in Southern California that was um, that has been arrested for the murders of some women in Mexico. Yeah. There's the, the guy in Oregon that's been arrested um, for uh, several deaths. And the community had thought for a long time that there was a serial killer um, active in Oregon. And guess what there is? And then, of course, there is the one in Long Island. Oh, yeah. Who is Beach at least part killer. of the list murders, the Gogo -Go Beach murders. Yeah. Right? That's three. They, well, they're currently digging up his yard, by the way, and calling in the uh, medical examiner. They're, the oh list is God. going to grow. Yeah. Yes, it, it definitely is. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about this dude, maybe. I mean, forget hot girl summer. It's hot cop summer. They are turning up. They are. Hang on one second. Sorry, I had to. And finding one after another. Image. Yeah, they are. So this guy, this is him. His name is Oscar Sanchez Garcia. Uh -huh. And he has now been arrested for the murders of three women in Texas. Yeah. These murders have occurred in the last three months. One yeah. of them at the end of June. And one of them literally like 10 days ago. Oh. So Kimberly Robson, Robinson and Cherish Gibson are the identified victims. So this is Kimberly. And this is Cherish. And there's a third victim that they have yet to even identify. She was okay. found on the 15th of July this month. Wow. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about what we know, which is not a lot, as you can imagine, it's a, a little early in the game, but, um, they, they definitely have some things. So Garcia was identified through DNA surveillance footage and cell phone data. We don't know exactly what DNA they're referring to. If it's his, he has been in the system before. So it may be that it's actually his DNA on victims. Uh -huh. um, some surveillance footage picked up his vehicle that he'd been driving in the area at the time that one of the bodies had, you know, before it was located. And then, of course, as we know, through the Lori Vallow Daybell case, through so many cases now that cell phone records and cell phone GPS, uh, it's saving the day over and over and over again. So um, 
Sanchez Garcia has uh, is alleged to have stabbed uh, the victims and left them sort of in an open grassy area. So one was found by the Trinity River. Um, another was found on Santa Fe Avenue. And this is in Dallas, Texas, Dallas area. Sure. Um, so yeah, and they have some pretty good evidence on him. Oh, and the last yeah, victim like who's unidentified um, found on the 800 block of Brazos Street. So there was surveillance video from a business nearby that picked up his pickup where Gibson's body was found. Okay. Um, so the um, victims were working as sex workers. And um, I know that the family, the families are so relieved of, of these women that this man is off the street before yeah. he kills anybody else. And frankly, has he killed anybody else? Because these deaths are all so close together. Yeah. I mean, it does make you wonder. He had been, he was in the system because of some domestic violence against his wife. And I mean, we, this is just the beginning, guys. We don't know. There may be more bodies. But it is, it is really, I don't know that I should say heartening, but it is. Uh, yeah, it is. Serial killers in like three weeks. Yeah. Maybe we're getting better at getting these guys off the streets. I have to give yeah. law enforcement some props here. Yeah. You know, the Gilgo Beach murders have been around a damn long time. And I'm yeah. so glad that we've got a suspect there now. But um, the, the murders in Oregon and the ones in Mexico from the guy from Southern California. And now this case, these are new. These are recent bodies within, you know, the last two years, all of them. And that just, I mean, how often do they go as long as Gilgo Beach has gone with mm -hmm. no resolution? Yeah. So we're seeing some really good things. And so, you know, I, I'm always willing to give credit where credit is due. And I'm really happy with the police and proud of the work that they're doing, particularly because the victims yeah. in these cases have been, a lot of them have been sex workers. Mm -hmm. And in the past, the deaths of sex workers have gone pretty much like you get what you get. That's yeah. been the attitude. And to see how hard they're working to solve these cases now and taking them seriously, like, oh, I don't know. These women are actual human beings mm -hmm. who deserve that respect and who deserve justice and their families deserve justice. It That's a positive swing. And I'm not saying that there aren't problems in law enforcement with this stuff. There is. But... I think we're seeing a shift with four of them in a three week period. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. They're doing some heavy duty investigation. Definitely. It, it makes me feel better that maybe we're going to see these cases not go um, unsolved for so long and maybe and rack up so many deaths. Yeah. yeah. Wrap up so many. And maybe now they're going to be able to catch people much sooner than has happened in the past. Serial killers have a tendency to get away for a long time mm -hmm. before ever being identified. And yeah. these three cases, these newer cases, I mean, that's fast. Yeah, really fast. So we'll keep an eye on the case. He is obviously in jail. He has, what was his bond? Like $4 million or something. Um, they're working on identifying the third victim. And of course, I'm sure they're also looking at determining. Are there um, any others? Are there yeah. any others now that they've got his um information in the in the system you know are they going to find yeah. anything else 
So we'll keep you updated on what's going to happen here. No word at all about what he what he's um, pleading. Um, he's just being he's being held in the Dallas County Jail on three counts of murder. I'm not sure that he has even pled yet. Right. So we're not really hearing anything as far as what he's going to do, if he's going to send, you know, make us take him to trial or if he's going to plead. We don't know. Yeah. So there's a lot more to come also to determine are there are there other bodies? God, I hope not. I hope yeah. this is it. Well, good on them. So, yeah. And as always, so much love to the victims' families. What? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Heartbroken, but very pleased that he's been caught so quickly and is off the street so that nobody else has to be hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, Katie, I'm going to kick the mic back to you for some crime news. Yeah. Dr. Henry Lee. Dr. Oh. Lee has been involved in many, many high-profile uh, cases over the years. And he has testified in many, many high-profile cases. I'll tell you a few of them. Uh, he is currently the director of the Forensic Research and Training Center at the Henry C. Lee Institute of Forensic Science and he's the distinguished chair professor in forensic science at the University of New Haven. However, just last week, he court to be guilty of fabricating evidence that sent teens to prison for 30 years. Oh boy. Yeah. In this case, there was a hand towel that was a big part of the forensic evidence. It was kind of the only forensic evidence in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the perps or supposed perps were two guys named Ralph Ricky Birch and Sean Henning. So they were convicted in 1985 of killing a man named Everett Carr. Uh, based in part on testimony from Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee said there were bloodstains on a hand towel found in the man's home, okay? And that that, uh, that was like the only forensic evidence they had. And, and they had that, that there was bloodstains on it, that, you know, basically he was saying, yes, they had to have wiped their hands off on this towel. Mm-hmm. Well, recently the towel was retested you know, thinking about DNA, right? Right, yeah. There was no blood on the towel. Oh, no. And in fact, going back over all of his case notes, he never tested the towel. Oh, shit. So it appears that Dr. Lee blatantly lied in open court about this, and it helped put these men in prison. Now, they're both out now and being exonerated uh, because... This is huge. It's huge. Right. Huge uh, miscarriage of justice. And our hearts go out to them and their families completely. My God, their lives were completely ruined by this. Wow. But it goes so much deeper. And this is where the big worry is. Because whenever you see somebody like this that is proven to have been dishonest, 
you have to immediately wonder about all of their other cases and all of the other testimony. And is it possible this has happened before? And how many appeals and maybe uh, new trials is this going to trigger or exonerations? I mean, there's a lot of questions mm -hmm. here about what could this trigger? So let me tell you about some of his cases so that you understand how serious this is. Which, by the way, it's serious. If anybody went to prison, that shouldn't have been. Anybody. Right. Dr. Lee worked on John Benet Ramsey, the mm. Hellcraft Woodchipper murder. Oh. The O.J. Simpson trial, the Lacey Peterson case, oh, post 9-11 forensics, the Washington, D.C. sniper shootings, the reinvestigation. Oh, no. Yeah. The reinvestigation of John F. Kennedy. He investigated the 319 shooting incident of President Chen Suabian and Vice President Annette Liu. He also, uh, Ken Starr had hired him to work on his investigation team in the death of Deputy White House Counsel Vincent Foster, who turned oh, out to yeah. be uh, a suicide, or so they think. Um, Holy he shit. consulted on the 1991 death of investigative journalist Danny Casalaro. Whoa. And this that one is, is a little... so yeah. many big cases. So many. Initially, he said that that evidence, uh, in that case particularly, presented him to by police was inconsistent with suicide and then changed his mind later on. He was consulted as a blood spatter analyst during the trial of Michael Peterson, who was a fiction writer and politician from North Carolina who killed his wife. Mm -hmm. He testified in, uh, as a prosecution expert. That's what's scary is he was the prosecution expert most of the time in the trial of Cal Harris, who was a car dealer that was accused of killing his wife. And it goes on and on and on. He also was involved in the early stages of investigations to the death of Kaylee Anthony. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Are they going to have to revisit every single one of those cases Are in they? those jurisdictions? Lacey Peterson, goddammit. Lacey Peter. Oh, oh no. So there was an incident with him in 2007. This was the Phil Spector trial. Oh, and yeah. the there was an incident where the judge said that he concluded that Lee hid or destroyed a piece of evidence from the crime scene. This was the actress Lana Clarkson's murder. Mm -hmm. So he said he absolutely did not. But police say that he gathered a small white object from the crime scene and put it in his pocket, and it was never turned over to prosecutors. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so the judge ruled one. that he did do it, but did not rule that there was any uh, malice or that he had lied on the stand. So it's a very narrow kind of gray area. What? Yeah. I mean, at some point he's going to put his hand in his pocket and go, oh, shit, I got to get this into evidence. Mm -hmm. Not it just never turns up again, whatever it was. Right. Oh, boy. So now we have this, uh, you know, here in 2023. It is 
an extreme concern, an extreme concern that uh, mm. all of those other cases are going to, you know, be triggered into being able to have a new look. And maybe they should. On one hand, I'm oh, like, yeah. holy shit, we don't need this. But on the other hand, are there other innocent people in prison because of him? Right. And if that's true, we need to know. So then, then they, they should all be revisited. But this could sucks, be an absolute but... nightmare for law enforcement and for the courts. Oh, uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. And those are just the high profile cases. There's hundreds more that he's been involved in. So, not good. Fuck off, Dr. Lee. That's what I yeah. say about that. Holy yeah. hell. Unbelievable. Yep. So, with that, uh, that's what I had. Wow. Well, that's a that's a way to end a Monday episode, isn't it? <laughs> Holy crap. Because you know that every defense attorney in the land is looking at that going, we're going back to court. Let's go. Because yep. that would entirely be their job. God, I hope there aren't more people in prison that shouldn't be in prison for this. Right. That's horrific. But I also hope what a traitor don't get put this on, guy on the streets is. because of this. This shouldn't be. It, it's, right. a, it's a revolving door. Go either way. It's awful. Well, that's definitely something we're going to keep an eye on and keep you updated about. 100%. Yeah. Because that is some scary shit. Mm hmm. Whew. All right. Well, that is our Monday episode. We'll be back on Tuesday. With a new episode, we'll be back on Wednesday with case updates. Mm -hmm. And we're just in countdown to uh, <laughs> Lori Fallow's sentencing. Should we call it That's about all I can think about. V-Day. V-Day. Yes. yes. Rusty V-Day. <laughs> Rusty V-Day. Yes. If you we'll know, you it. know. <laughs> all right. Well, you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care.